I like how we've also just like we've entered into this like charade that we do every every time where we all know we're being recorded and we know that we're expecting something, but we just do that have this banter chat anyway, just on, just on the chance that someone says something funny and then we never manage it. <laughs> I mean, if you leave it long enough, what you could do is just take single words and make us say absolutely anything. <laughs> yeah, that's Pat. Can you just? Repeat after me. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy <laughs> Then, Then I've got everything I could ever need. I'm not sure that quite works with phonemes. <laughs> I'm, I'm also pretty sure you never want to have to edit stuff like that into that, <laughs> into any kind of actual audio. Why does Pat sound like a robot? You're lucky you get a theme tune at the start and end, to be honest. <laughs> Welcome. This is the world famous Long Snapper podcast, and we are here to bring you news of some championship games, um, some reviews of some divisional round games. Um, welcome to the show. I'm Adam. I have Mark, Pat, and Rich alongside me. How are we? Very Good well. Evening. Bloody is that, marvelous. Is that world famous in the same way that they're technically like only world champions the of? Yeah, yeah, world champions of any sport that's only played in the USA, <laughs> including the one we talk about and podcast about. Yeah, yeah. So long as it's not world famous, as in our world famous track and trace system, we're doing all right. <laughs> I think we've got more uptake than the track and trace system, <laughs> arguably. Yeah. Right. Um, Be- obviously... Definitely better value for money. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> um, no one's paying for this for starters. Yep, so we, yeah, we're, we're going to look back at the divisional round games. We're going to look forward to the championship games. We'll come up with some proper NFL analysis. Uh, you've heard this before, haven't you? Um, we're going to have a quiz and then chat about stuff, and then that'll be it. Um, Rich, you've got a quiz for us. I do, I do. I've been, I've been working on this one for a while, and I say working on, I mean desperately trying to think of an idea for one for a while. Uh, but that came to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so the quiz that we're running today is going to be, uh, you have to tell me quarterbacks. That's it. You just got to tell me quarterbacks. The quarterback that I want you to tell me is the quarterback who threw their very first touchdown pass to this player. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ah. Now, because that might not be particularly useful for some of these players, I'm also then going to give you clues. So if you get it based off the player, you get maximum points. You'll lose a point for each clue. Each of you can jump in, but at the, if you jump in and get it wrong, you get frozen out until I give you the next clue. Right. Makes sense? Yeah. So the clues will be the date that the touchdown pass was caught on and then the team that they were both playing for. Okay. Got it? So the first clue will be the receiver and then the, then the date and then the team. Yeah, so you get three for the receiver. Two of you get it on the date, one of you get it on the team. Got it? Yeah. Yes. We don't have Craig, so I assume we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get angry at that at some point. Well, just <laughs> Craig, when, you, when you're when you listening, um, just hit that little <laughs> minus 15 button a couple of times, um, and hear the rules again, and then we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, first question. We're going to start off with an easy one here. First receiver is Tyreek Hill. 
Mark. Got Mark. Pat Mahomes. Correct. I can tell you it was an easy one. So three points for Mark starting off there. Second question. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Adam. Gone. Sam Donald. Not the quarterback I have. Pat. Anyone else fancy? Yes, go on, Pat. Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope. This is going well. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Do you want a clue? Uh, I'll, clue I'll everyone take... comes back in on. I'll take yeah, I'll take the next clue, please. Okay, so it was on the 13th of September 2015. Mark. Go on, Mark. Jameis Winston. Correct. Or two points. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, question number three. That would have been in about week eight, wouldn't it? Uh, about week three or four, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Lloyd. Adam. Gone. Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm not even sure I'm thinking of the right guy. <laughs> Stop stalling. Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Pat. Gone, Pat. Ryan Tannehill. Nope. But that would have been funny. I mean, there's literally no reason not to have a guess, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is true. All right. We lose points first, for doing this, don't we? First clue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. First clue, January the 1st, 2006. Six. January. I should mention all of the quarterbacks are quarterbacks who either Hall of Famers have long careers or are currently playing and have played for several seasons as a starter for their team. So they're all guys that you'll know. Pat. Go on, Pat. Roethlisberger. Nope. You're getting closer. Um, era. Okay. That's you told us I'm going to give you the final clue. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Adam. Go on, Adam. Alex Smith. Correct. Oh, one point. Okay. All right. So the next wide receiver, I think wide receiver you're looking for, might be a tight end, I guess. I didn't really, I didn't note that down. So who knows? <laughs> is Mike Holston? I don't know who that is. Pat. <laughs> Go on, Pat. Russell Wilson. <laughs> no. Uh, September the second, nineteen eighty-four. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> It's a dangerous guess. Go on. You gonna have a guess? Uh, yeah, I'll have a guess. Go on. Jim Kelly. Nope. I was hoping you might try to embarrass Mark. That was all. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that you might have tried to... Mark, 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 Mark. Go on, Mark. I'm going to say along those lines, I think you might have tried to embarrass uh, Adam, and I'm going to say Warren Moon. Correct, <laughs> it's Warren Moon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm Floyd, Malcolm with only one L in the middle because Americans. These are hard names. Adam. John. Rivers. Correct. 
for three points. That's impressive. All right, so Adam making a bit of a comeback. Pat still to get off the mark. Mark still leading. If I'm on the mark, I must be in second place. <laughs> uh, your next name is Des Bryant. Mark. Go, Mark. Tony Romo? Incorrect. Mm. Uh, oh, I think that was Pat. Yeah, give me a chance. Tag Prescott. Correct, for three points. Is it really? Yep. September 25th, 2016. Still playing for the Cowboys at the time. I think it might have been his last season there. Uh, all right, your next name is Freddie Jones. Guess My... quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not. Pat. You want Pat? Brett Favre. Nope. Okay, your date is November the 4th, 2001. Adam. Go on, Adam. Um, that prick who's putting Antonio Brown up in his house. <laughs> uh, Thomas Brady. Incorrect. Guesses. Go on, Mark. Drew Brees. Correct. <laughs> Sorry, two <laughs> points. <laughs> 2001, did you say? Yep. What? Okay. Doesn't sound... According to his Wikipedia page, or no, maybe one of the stats pages that I got this stuff from. <laughs> Adam's going to be checking this after the quiz, I know. <laughs> All right. Drew Brees went back quite that far. Okay. Got a couple Go more for you. Marvin Harrison. Adam. Go on. Aiden Manning. Correct. Very fast. Very quick off the mark there. All right. Calvin Johnson. Adam. Go on, Adam. Matthew Stafford. Correct. Oh. Big comeback here from Adam. Michael Jenkins. I guess is. It's annoying when they're slightly obscure receivers and you can't <laughs> quite place them. Yeah. That was part of the fun. I thought it would yeah. be loads of big names and it turned out not to be, even though all the course backs are big names. Yeah, yeah. All right, your date is August 24th, 2008. August the 24th? Mm-hmm. I'm not having that. That's the pre-season. <laughs> nope. I think it's week one. What? When did the season start that early? Um, 2004? 2008. What was the name again? Michael Jenkins. Adam. Go on. It's, it's it's either no I'm not going to say who it's either I'm going to just say <laughs> Matt Ryan correct well, oh, good shout it, based on the year it was either him or Flacco <laughs> got got two more questions and Adam has nudged into the lead <gasps> Rod Streeter so who Mark go on Mark Ben Roethlisberger nope I didn't hear the name Rod, Rod Streeter okay I'm, I'm still not going to answer having heard the name. <laughs> September 7th, 2014. Uh, 14. Adam. You on? Oh, this is a gamble. This is a gamble. Um, Robbie Blake Bortles. <laughs> Incorrect. 
It'd have been quicker, in it, it'd be boring. Yeah, that was that was what's put me off. <laughs> Go on, Pat. Kirk Cousins. No. Can I have another game? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek, Derek Carr. Correct. Oh, well done. Two well points. Done. All right. So Adam is in the lead with twelve. Mark's on eleven, and Pat's on three. So I've got up to five more questions to go. Do we want to run this one out to the end, or are we feeling like we want to shoot end out? End it the now. Next? End it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three more. Roland Williams. Uh, I need to spot up on my obscure wide receivers of the past. <laughs> There's a lot of them, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm concerned I may have picked a pre-season game here. But it doesn't really matter because the date's more about the year. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you did in 2008. <laughs> uh, 24th of August, but anyway. All right. August 12th, 1999. 99. That's not an obvious year. <laughs> no. Uh, I think I fear we might need a team. All right, it's the Rams. Oh, Mark. You got Mark. Kurt Warner. Correct. For a point. Georgie level. Okay. Sterling Sharp. Adam. Go on. No, it's the right sharp, isn't it? Brett Favre. Correct. Yes. Oh, it's a big lead. <laughs> you need to get this one in one mark to uh, to draw level again. And take it to extra time. Okay. Terry Glenn. Um, I might as well have a guess, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Terry Glenn. Terry Glenn. Um, sod it. Um... Just because we've not said him yet, I'll say Brady. Would you believe it? That is correct. (laughs) Frick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got a tiebreaker for you then. Whoever gets this one wins. Sorry, sorry, Pat, but you're out here. Um... (laughs) Sydney Rice. Adam. Go on, Adam. Shit. No. Certainly it's shit. Russell Wilson. Correct. Oh, yes. yes. Adam, you get some music. Well done, sir. Thank you. I remember seeing you guys from the, uh, from the vi- one of the videos on the draft and like the funny draft things that appeared on the league. I think he was on there on one of them about one of them picking him. On- honestly, when I said my name, I had the Vikings in my head. He, he must <laughs> he have went there first. Like... I think he went there first. Yeah, yeah. And the bit it didn't, and I was, yeah. So Kirk Cousins popped into my head, and I realised that's clearly not where Cousins started. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, remembered that he was a Seahawk as well. My favourite one is still Alex Smith, who threw his first touchdown pass in January, but played most of the season. So it's concerning stat for him, isn't it? <laughs> the terrible yeah, he offense. Didn't have, he didn't have a good start. Who was that Oilers receiver, Rich? Mike Holston. Okay. Might have been a tight end, not sure. A couple of them were tight ends, but I didn't bother noting them down. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I should have... Should have that's, that's like... 
Yeah, it's probably like three years before my time or something like that. And then, yeah, anyway, it's annoying. <laughs> annoying. But I love the fact that you won the quiz and you're still annoyed by the fact that you didn't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much preferred you to embarrass Mark by Jim Kelly <laughs> than that happened. The difference is, mate, I would have got Jim Kelly's. Oh, well, we're not going to be able to put that to the test now. But <laughs> I, might, I might set up a multiple said, choice. I said that like, off the top of my head, I have absolutely no idea who it is. <laughs> so let's, just, let's just move on. Yeah, if, that, if it turned out to be, you know, Thurman Thomas or something on the screen, then I doubt it is. Um, we digress. <laughs> Should we talk some actual fo- current day... Is current day a phrase? Actual football from now-ish, 2021, whatever year this is. Um, we had some playoff football, Mark, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Nice. Let's go, Buffalo. A lot more chipper Buff- this week. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's been chipper all year, and rightly so. Um, and Buff- Buffalo have won a game that wasn't just on the shoulders of Josh Allen. Um they use their defense and a little bit of their running game. A little bit. Well, in the second half, mainly, we ran the when... ball, I think, three times in the first half. <laughs> yeah, to, they did what they needed to do. It was a, there were ugly conditions. It was blowing a gale up there in Buffalo. It was clearly freezing cold and unpleasant. And they, didn't, they just did what they had to do to beat Baltimore. They did what the Titans couldn't. Um, and... Shut well, shut Lamar down completely. Other yeah. than a couple of good runs on their first drive, you've got to be pretty unbearable, Mark. Which is what oh, you teased. It was it, it was so weird watching this one because, say for the 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 first drive of the Ravens where they had I think their first three running plays went for thirty yards, and I was watching it thinking, oh my god, they're going to run over us all day. We are we're in big trouble. Then we we. St- suddenly started to implement the game plan, which is what we'd mentioned kind of last year, attack him up the middle, block the gaps, get him out wide and see if he can beat us through the air. We were, they started to throw the ball more than you would, I would have expected them to. And on that first drive, they had the, the big sack that put them out of field. Well, just as it turns out, put them out of field goal range and then the missed field goal. And that kind of set the tone for the whole game from there on in defensively we were excellent and we said that if we could if we could get Lamar to try and beat us through the air um we stood a really good chance and that's what we did and um and it worked to perfection that they really at no point was I as nervous and you saw how I was after the Colts game <laughs> where I was a mess at no point did this game feel feel that way even when they were driving down um to for the potential um, touchdown to bring it back level, I never thought that we were in trouble. I always thought that we had we, this one just looked comfortable. They didn't seem to have any answers to our D. It was fantastic. I think you you've got to feel a lot less nervous when it's not um, it's not you know you've got a backup quarterback leading that drive when you don't have Lamar on the field at that point, that's that's when you start to feel like, okay, this this is less well, of a but, concern. Well, even, by, even, that, by that yeah, point, yeah, by, that, by that time it was over, I think. This yeah. was, the drive that the drive that I mean was the one where he was going down the one way through the pick six. Oh, yes. Even yeah. even because the, the game changes in, in a couple of plays at the end of the third quarter, but even up to that point, it, it we go into half time at three three and 
I still didn't feel particularly nervous. It felt like we were quite comfortable and mainly because we were stopping them as well as we did. And then we score on the first drive after the third quarter. That was really the only offensive, like decent drive that we put together. Then they go down and they're driving down the field. And, but even then, because that potentially makes it 10, 10, it, uh, no yeah, point. I, I, I agree with you, Mark. It, it felt like Baltimore could have scored there to go 10-10. And I just, I still fancied Buffalo to yeah. do whatever yeah. they needed to do. I just, did. It, it was, just felt that was the way it was going. It was weird. And I think I need to like start feeling that way because save for a Hale, Hale Murray throw, we've including this game, we've won 12 on the trot. And I, I, I think people forget that actually, yes, it's Buffalo, but this is a really, really good Buffalo side. And... Um, we did what we needed to do, as you rightly said. The pick six completely changes the complexion of the game. And then two plays later, um, Lamar's done. And that was kind of it. That was game over. Yeah, it was a huge momentum killer, wasn't it? Because you just let Lamar Jackson scramble for, what, 16 yards on third and 13? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you thought, oh, here we go, here we go. They're coming back. And then, no, then put the nail in the coffin with the interception. And, <laughs> and you're right, before that point, although it was close on the scoreboard, it always felt like... Buffalo's offense had the upper hand. There was a lot of like Josh Allen quite deep warning shots where the receivers were getting a bit of separation, but maybe the yep. wind was catching it a little and it wasn't quite reaching its target. But the near misses were all on Baltimore. Sorry, all on the uh, Buffalo side, even though the uh, scoreline was pretty close. Yeah, they had a couple of big drops. J.K. Dobbins had a couple of drops that you wouldn't normally expect, but they just didn't seem to like when you take away their first option. They didn't seem to have any other answer. And and when you get into the playoffs, you're playing against good defences and um, and Lamar was never going to beat us through the air. It just wasn't going to happen. And, and as it rightly proved. One of the things that I think has not been called out enough is that really poor Bills punt at the end of the first quarter that gave them field position to to then drive, that gave them that, that field goal and the three points. Yeah. They used up two timeouts in the first quarter that really cost them in that drive because they had opportunities there to, they were close enough to try and take a shot at the end zone, even with eight seconds left. But if you've got two timeouts there, all of a sudden you've got a lot more time to try and get that, that advantage. And I think having had that first quarter they had, having missed, was it two field goals in that first quarter? Yeah, two field goals in the first half. Right. If, if they then go in at half time, seven three ahead, all of a sudden, that's a massive confidence boost to them and a big, you know, all of a sudden you feel like, well, we've had control all, all first quarter and we're going in behind. Yeah. That to me feels like a big confidence swing that didn't happen because of poor clock management, which is not like John Harbour. Well, one of them, one of the, um, timeouts they had to call Lamar has said it was because the crowd was so loud or six seven thousand of them that's so good couldn't hear the play that's Um, something that I do think is a big one is all of a sudden we've had a whole season of fake crowd noise and players not really feeling home field advantage when they're away from home yeah this is all of a sudden back in the playoffs and it feels like if you've got used to that all season long and this is the first time you're getting into situations where you genuinely can't hear what's yeah. going on, that's going to throw rhythm off. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it did. And they were they were like, bless them, the Bills Mafia, they they brought it. They were really loud. <laughs> and, um, but that's and typical it, yeah, it, of, of that, any... That's, that's, any... They'll, they'll, they'll have been waiting a year to get the chance because Buffalo haven't had spectators until the playoffs. No. Some, right. some teams have. 
Um, but the fact that they've they've had that taken away from them, they'll have been itching for this. They'll have been desperate yeah. for this. Knowing that these are potentially, the, well, they are very likely to be the only home games that they had all season. Um, yeah. They, yeah. they absolutely were. So they've a season's worth of noise came out in those two games, especially this one. And it, it made a massive difference. I do think there's an element with any any sports team where like 90% of the noise comes from about 5% of the crowd, you know, in, in, in football, whatever level, it's always the home fans in the terrace for, for, you know, European football, um, for NFL, this feels like, you know, a lot of the people that would go to the games and sit there and chat and eat food and maybe cheer a bit, but don't really get into it in the way that the, the hardcore do the hardcore are the ones that are making that noise. And so you let, you make sure you're getting those guys in, if, yeah, you're gonna get that advantage. It feels to me like it's you know like it's always a big stadium. It's always the away end, that group of like three or four thousand yeah. that make most of the noise. And it feels like at the minute it's in within the Bills stadium. It's the Bills away end, and they <laughs> are they are being bloody loud. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think to be fair, it it it's hard to tell on the TV sometimes because things you know volumes get altered or whatever. But it, Arrowhead was probably similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what they that's what they had to do. And but Buffalo, it's more than five percent of fans that are the hardcore up there, isn't it? That's and true. Yeah, that they, is true. Uh, they they knew their role. Um, I, I want to talk about the Ravens a little bit. I know this is we should be celebrating the Bills, and we are. Um, but good Bills. having having um, got such a good win in Nashville, to then just come come out looking so lacklustre. Um, there was there's been quite a lot of saltiness with the Ravens and the Titans, and I think that the stomping on the logo and all, and all of that stuff, Lamar being a total prick and refusing to shake Tannehill's hand because I don't know why he's got better things to do. Um, it's not even as if he's sulking about a loss; he's just won a playoff game for the first time in his career. Anyway, uh, I think they good they job you're not so getting much... involved in that saltiness, Adam. No, yeah, yeah. he'll, he'll uh, rise above that. Yeah, um, not getting drawn in. No, no. Other than some Ravens fan on Twitter who was seeking out the Titans fans um, and Titan accounts to have a go at unprovoked, um, and then seemed surprised when they came back a week later. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, though, oh, no, no, it's not just Lamar Jackson. I think the the, the whole team, to a certain extent, um, they put they put so much into that victory, which and they they played incredibly well um, to take that victory. But it was almost like they were spent a little bit and a bit burnt out. That's the impression I had. Lamar Jackson didn't didn't lead the team on the road in Buffalo in a in a in a way that a they top, definitely looked they definitely looked more up for the Titans game. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they all they all did, but they, yeah, yeah it just it just didn't have the impression of someone who was going to put the team on his back and and do something it's like what you're saying when it might have gone 10-10 but I just fancied Buffalo would always had a bit more Josh Allen had a bit more yeah. um we know what Baltimore's offense is and they will they're huge threat on the ground Lamar with his legs in in the air when he needs to and he can throw the ball we know he can throw the ball but that performance it just didn't didn't inspire any confidence in that he was going to get it done and going down injured it just it almost felt a metaphor for the game. It was just like he'd given up at that point. In, in all honesty, when Huntley came in, 
he almost looked more dangerous in his like few minutes cameo that he had than Lamar did the rest of the game. Actually, yeah, I think I think that's entirely down to the fact that the Bills had schemed really, really well to yeah. take away everything that the Ravens would normally have, and all of a sudden you bring in a guy who has to play more like a conventional quarterback, and the Bills have to switch to to change and and do that and it felt like you didn't quite do it early enough and you may be taking your foot off the gas a little bit because because he had, he had it's not Lamar. To do and it, the yeah. pressure was probably off. But the, the Baltimore, I, I'm terrible and I haven't prepared. I don't know the Baltimore center's name. Um, hopefully one of the three of you might, but um, there wasn't just one bad snap. Oh, yeah. Several <laughs> bad snaps. And yeah. you can blame the wind all you want. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the wind didn't stop blowing when Buffalo had the ball. Well, the thing is, like, if, if the wind is that bad as Harbour seemed to blame it on, um, then don't keep going in shotgun. It's, you know, there's options where you can literally hand the ball off to the quarterback. Like, make it easy on yourself if it is proving that difficult. Otherwise, you're just talking rubbish. So that, that Kurt Warner comment, that's just oh, man. ludicrous. <laughs> So it, oh, it's not even as if Baltimore are a dome team or a southern team in nice hot conditions. No. They they play in a cold weather yeah. outdoor stadium, just like Buffalo. And in theory, the way that the team are playing, you look at the Bills, like who we just didn't run the ball. Like first first half, I think we had what three three rushing plays. That was it, and two of them were because Josh Allen had to scramble. So we're a passing team. If anything, those conditions are far more suited to Buffalo than they are to us. Yeah. So the fact that he's banging on about all games need to be played indoors because we want the biggest stars to be able to play the best football is ludicrous. And to be fair, I think Kurt Warner, is, Kurt Warner has received plenty pelters for it. I like Kurt Warner, um, but yeah, that was a ridiculous thing, <laughs> thing, thing to uh, say. There was, this, there was definitely an element of, oh, uh, you know, I'm... I don't like I don't like seeing Lamar Jackson out because I think he's really good. So you know what, I'm I'm a bit salty because they've lost. Yeah, a, a Lamar, so fuck Lamar's you, great, Go. but yeah, he didn't play well. Just just okay. just say he didn't play well. You know. I I also think that um, Bills Chiefs is a more exciting um, AFC Championship. Well, potentially, I guess we'll see. We're going to come on to that, aren't we? But that that to me in my mind was the the matchup I wanted to see here. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's look. I, at... I wanted I want Chiefs Browns, but well, uh, no. Well, yes. I'm Bills Browns. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the Browns. Uh, I wanted I wanted to be at home, and I'm we, we know what you were trying to say. Baker Mark, um, it's all it's all in the delivery. Um, I mean, I'd say rather than complaining about the conditions and the stadium, what you should be doing is crediting the Bills defense for yeah. if you can limit yeah. all of the Ravens running backs and quarterbacks to less than 50 yards given what receivers they've got you're going to win more games than you'd lose against them and that is a very difficult thing to do and the Bills did it with a plum 100% game ball to Leslie Frazier um, it's, he's probably going to earn himself a head coach role um, if the rumours are to be believed based almost entirely off this this game because of um, he was being interviewed anyway but I think then he put in this performance and all of a sudden you know, he's one of the hottest properties out there the the game plan was brilliant because we knew what they were going to do and we brought the safeties up. We blitzed with safeties quite often. We got to the quarterback far more than we had been. Jerry Hughes was phenomenal when he's been, you know, average to good most of the year. Um, yeah, it was it was an incredible game plan and, and hats off to him. And you could see 
by when all the the offensive players were asked about their performance in the game, the first credit that they gave to was was the defensive performance. It was just unbelievable. It was easily our best defensive display of the season, right in the time when you need it the most. And that's what you've got to do in the playoffs. It's not about looking flashy. It's not about um, appeasing critics or getting people on podcasts like ours to say nice things about you. It's about doing whatever it takes to win. Win the game. game. And when when it's blowing a gale and it's not necessarily going to suit Josh Allen throwing it all around the place, um, you do what you need to do. And the Bills did that and then some. And the Ravens just didn't. Um, And however good their victory was in Nashville... It was the opposite in Buffalo. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the better team by a, comf- by a country mile won that game. Um, they will go on, as you said, um, to play the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, who scraped a little bit past the Browns. Yep. This mean, is them, it, isn't it? This is them. Yeah, it, it is. But <laughs> They're starting the game off and like they're looking incredible in the first quarter. Almost every game, but then they they end up winning games. Just well, actually, we we all said that they might start slowly, um, after having had a bye week and resting their stars. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, and the opposite happened. They came out like a train, and then then sort of faltered a bit. I, th- I, I think I suspect the Browns. Well, the Browns started slowly and big time. They couldn't. I think they got a field goal with their first possession and then didn't score for a while. But they got some momentum going um, and around the similar sort of time the Chiefs sort of started to splutter um, Patrick Mahomes concussion which we'll come on to changed the game but I think they were they were stuttering a bit before that would that be fair? Yeah I mean I my biggest the, the biggest thing that I think was bizarre in this one was the Browns coming out and trying to pass far more than they ran in that first quarter i do not understand a game plan that doesn't involve keeping on the ground with your incredibly strong running back stable running the clock as much as possible and keeping the ball out of pat mahomes hands instead you're trying to pass it around and you're giving it straight back to the chiefs and allowing them to well in that first quarter at least run run riot on you it just seemed bizarre Particularly when they did run it, they had quite a lot of success as well. It wasn't like mm. they were getting stymied on the ground or being forced to go for it on like third and long. I don't understand why you would even come out and not go for that game plan, right? If if you are going run heavy for two or three series and it's not working, then obviously you have to switch to the pass. But they didn't even start by trying that. I just it doesn't make sense to me. It's a uh, yeah, it's it's a strange one, but I mean it's it's the playoffs. The Browns hadn't been there in so long and they've been into the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. They've got a win at a divisional rival. Um, I think yeah, they shit the, might, I think they shit suddenly... the bed here. I think they absolutely shit the bed, the Browns. <laughs> they've, they've, like, like you said, the game plan didn't seem to make sense. They played all right and they hung around, but you get the game to, to whatever it was, 22-17 or something like that. And they... The, some of the play calling and the execution on that drive when you when Pat Mahomes is out the game, the Browns should have won this game. I I had a sort of I had the impression that deep down the Browns didn't really expect to win. Yeah, they didn't and, expect really. to be in that position. They didn't, and they should like that that play call the play calling on the drive 
when you know that Lamar has been is um, Lamar. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm still excited <laughs> when Mahomes <laughs> is out. Um, it was it just seemed really weak and feeble, and yeah, you you you're giving them the ball back with the opportunity to to like to play out the game. I don't know. It was. I put this. I put this on the Browns. They should have won. Yes. Do, would would they have won had they got a bit more luck with the the big talking point play, the touchback, the fumble touchback, um, with the contentious hit that it's a, it's you know, a ridiculous we, we rule. About it a fair bit. I mean, that that's that rule. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It it crops up every now and then. We know about it. Um, yeah, you fumble. You fumble the ball, it goes out on the one-yard line, you keep it, but it goes out the other side of the pile on it, goes to the opposition. It's, I mean, that's as unlucky as you get. Um, and then you see the replays, and it looks like it's a dirty hit. It, well, it's a, it's a head... It, you know, he's leading with his helmet. It, it, it probably should have... Well, it definitely should have been called. It wasn't... Um, it, and it's not uh, reviewable, is it? It's, it's, it's not, not. Re- No, the, it's not the... reviewable. The helmet-to-helmet contact is the bit that's not reviewable. So the only thing they could look at was whether he had fumbled the ball and whether that fumble had gone through the end zone. Correct, and that was all very clear. And that's what they reviewed. That was clear, and so they they stuck with it as it was called. But, I mean, there's two things here for me. First off, it's helmet-to-helmet. He's gone in. He's... He's tried, you can see him as he goes for the for the hit to try and get his shoulder across to make the hit. The problem is, if you're coming almost at right angles to the guy that you're going to hit, you're going to initiate contact with your head first. And that is ultimately what the rules at the moment are trying to stop, is that head-to-head contact and the concussions and potential CTE that could come with it. Now, I don't blame him for trying to make that hit. You're the safety, you're the last line of defense, and you're trying to hit the guy and and basically knock him out of bounds so that he doesn't so that he doesn't cross the goal line. I don't think it's I don't think it's a dirty hit. I don't think he's trying to hurt the guy or injure the guy and knock him out. But ultimately He's trying to do everything he can to stop the guy scoring. Yeah, it's, yeah you don't no, when now I that, say it's a bad hit, I don't I don't look at it oh, thinking yeah. he's trying to hurt him. I but I have seen people arguing it's a dirty hit and I don't think it is. I think he's just trying to get him out of bounds. Having said that that should have been called as leading with the head because he leads he leads with his helmet and his shoulder together and that means that he's initiating contact head to head with I think he's I, but yeah I, I I agree I think he's doing that because that's the only way he could stop him I don't yes. think he's doing that to cause injury or pain yeah I yeah. Agree, totally agree with that it's but not it, it's not a malicious hit it's just a desperation play now the fact that that then I don't think he fumbles it unless he gets that hit to the head. And so, yeah, I feel yeah. that well, the Browns have been very unlucky with how that has played out. Unlucky is the word. Um, and we, as as we all know here, that we were discussing this on Twitter yesterday. Um, and yeah, there's we could we could have this discussion for hours about the rules <laughs> and what should be That's whether it should be reviewable off-season chat maybe um, it'll be an off-season chat that hopefully <laughs> we won't get round to like every time we say let's talk about this in the off-season <laughs> um pat i mean you you were you were involved in discussion um you obviously you you want to see a bit more common sense applied um the officials aren't allowed to use common sense. Um, yes. I, I was the most vociferous, which is why I'm trying to balance that out now, which isn't great for <laughs> to realise. Um, 
I think what irks me as a fan is having watched the replay, the correct result by the interpretation of the rules hasn't been hasn't been the outcome. Now, I understand from the discussions we had why that's been the outcome, because you can only review a certain portion of the play, not the entirety of the play that you see. But it feels to me like a bad position for the sport to have got itself into, where the correct outcome of a review isn't the correct outcome of the application of all of the laws of its game, which is what happened in this case. There was an argument that you couldn't do this because... If you were reviewing hits like that, the game would be five hours long. I can't remember who argued it, but I, I personally, well, I, I called college on that. College football, they review things that they think are targeting, where it's helmet-to-helmet contact or hits to the head. And that doesn't make college football go on for five hours. So I think there's an argument that this, if the NFL wants to be serious about bad hits like that, they could implement this rule, but they don't seem interested in it. I, I I personally think it's a it's a it's not just about how long it would take to review, although that's that's a factor. Um, but the, I mean, PI PI was the the controversial thing from a, two or three years ago with the Saints and the Rams. They made it reviewable, and suddenly none of the decisions were getting overturned for probably a few reasons, and it it died a death pretty quickly. Um, the difference the difference is though in college they don't allow the coaches to challenge for those reviews they're just done automatically behind the scenes by refs who are who have this kind of view of the replays and then they're calling down to the on-field uh, referees and so that's the thing is the problem with the pi thing was that coaches were challenging it stuff wasn't getting overturned because the the nfl had clearly said you can only th- overturn think... something if it's really blatant and what so then this... they stopped yeah, what this shares with PI is a lot of them, and not not necessarily this one. A lot of these types of play, it's opinion. So one person will look at yep. it, and 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 also angles will show a different story. Um, so when when I first saw that play live, I was like, you knew what had happened. It's a touchback, and that's that's shit. That's unlucky for the Browns. Um, the first angle from the main camera didn't look dirty at all. It's only afterwards that you realise. Um, so it, I can I can understand. It's an officiating error on the field, arguably, but I can understand how that happened. I can understand missing it completely. Um, and the, actually, the officials haven't done anything wrong. They've then reviewed to the letter of the law whether whether that law needs to be changed is another debate. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, because there's so much opinion with these plays, it's difficult. And a bit like the PI thing, you bring that in, it, the play is reviewable, they're always going to err on the side of staying with the on-field decision. Um, even, even, and even I think if, they should. If that one was reviewed. So, for example, that play in that game was reviewed. The on-field decision was no dirty hit. Um, there's a better name for it. It's not technically called a dirty hit, is it? Um, <laughs> but say, say that. <laughs> yeah, dangerous. What is the name? In, anyway, Initiating contact with yeah. the helmet. It's that um, one. Say that's reviewed. And you're that officiating crew. Are you going to overturn it? Because that's a that's a massive call. Just because 
Yeah, I, I think it's a. I, I think, think it's a foul. I think it should be. Well, a the, the, the officiating crew didn't call the game the the Colts Bills game a fumble because they didn't want to look stupid. So <laughs> there was no so way ironic. they were going to overturn this one. Yeah, but yeah. but I'd be willing to bet that if there's a similar fumble in the AFC Championship game, that they will call it because of all the blowback they've had from that particular game. <laughs> I think it's the type of thing that if it's not in the end zone, then they might they might do it. But because it's like it's game changing potentially then they they would always err on the side of oh let's just leave it as it is we don't want to cause too much trouble yeah i mean okay. the irony is if it wasn't in the end zone it wouldn't have been reviewed and we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> exactly lost in the flow of the game yeah which i'm yeah. kind of fine with but it's just a case of like if you've taken the trouble to look at the replay and then gone yeah but we're going to ignore that foul and just um, give the touchback that doesn't make sense to me yeah, well, they're, yeah. They're, they're the rules currently, aren't they? So, yeah. Yes, all right, so the rules don't make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in, in, and in the context of this game, um, yes, it would have, you know, it would have been good for them to go into halftime scoring that touchdown, but it's not like they didn't have time to, to repair that damage because yes. this happened in the second quarter and the Chiefs didn't score another touchdown in this game. In fact, they scored three points in the second half. So if you've got, like, you've got plenty of time, to, to rectify this and then I come back to that drive in the fourth quarter where they absolutely blew it and it, yeah. that's on them yeah yeah I was gonna say I do not like that call at that point there's not loads of time left on the clock do you really give the ball back at that point to Andy Reid no. uh, it's almost it's almost like this happened a couple of times the previous week isn't it <laughs> <laughs> right um, even at fourth and nine I, I I gotta say you've got to go for it on that it, it's not as obvious, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Uh, how, how what's your best chance of winning a big playoff game at that moment? Um, you could make you could argue, and I thought at the time that they go for it if if it's Patrick Mahomes. But the fact it's Chad Henney at that point, you think you're backing yeah. your defense. I, I reckon that thought came in. And the fact that he's just thrown a god-awful brain-dead interception. Oh, and maybe right. that's the master plan, right? Maybe it was the, uh, I'll, I'll lull him into a false sense of security and they'll not think I can run the clock out. Yeah. Maybe Chad, well, well maybe Chad Heddy might throw the, is he going to throw two of those? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Let's hope he plays. <laughs> Chad Henney's a cerebral assassin and we didn't know, didn't know. Um, what about, that's, that's, what about the... the thing now, isn't it? It's all like... Moving on now, this is this is the only story coming out of this game. It was the fact that the Chiefs survive a nail-biting game again. But well, before it's... before we move on to that, how did just let's just mention how the Chiefs sealed it? Um, and <laughs> yeah, Chiefs, fourth fourth and short, fourth and very short. Fine. What are their options? Yeah, they're going to punt because that's the that's the play when you've got a lead in that situation. Yeah. Um, or if if they're lining up, at the very least, they're going to QB sneak or run the football. No, well, just, just give it gonna... to Chad Henney, roll out and throw a pass. Well, you assume that they're lined, and this is what everybody thought. Even the even the Browns weren't even lined up properly to take the play seriously because, and you could have heard, you heard them beforehand going, "No penalties, no penalties." Yeah, they're trying to and draw us offside. All, all they're trying to do is draw them offside, and then if they don't, because of where they're positioned on the field, take the five yards and punt the ball away. And then it gets down to like three or four seconds when you assume they're going to do it, and then they <laughs> snap it on the shotgun. <laughs> You'd be shocked and the Browns if they did that like, with Mahomes, let yeah. alone Chad Henney. Yeah, and the Browns are like, what's just happened here? We're actually having to move now. They're doing something. Hold on, this isn't right. Yeah, it's, well, it's brilliant. Andy Reid, that's, that's Andy Reid. I was just happy for Andy Reid. That that <laughs> you won't be next week. No. <laughs> oh, honestly, that's, that, 
I couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought that's absolutely insane. And then it sinks in. You think, and actually, Andy Reid, that's bloody brilliant. Yeah, balls of steel, that man. Uh, just <laughs> and and as executions go of a play, it's pretty simple, and it's pretty simple because the Browns aren't expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's just brilliant. Def- and the receiver they're throwing the ball to is the fastest player in the NFL, which also helps if no one else is running with him because they don't assume anything's happening. Okay. Well, yeah. it could have been you as long as you could have caught the thing. <laughs> you know, it, it... I'm the, to be fair, I'm the second fastest player in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Chad Henney threw that pass. The question is, will he throw any more? Now, it looked horrible. Mm. and It looked quite innocuous when Pat, Patrick Mahomes went down but it, it wasn't an thing. obvious blow but no, that's the weirdest thing i still when i watch it back i still can't see the bit where he like really bangs his head i don't think it is i think it's when the um the defender gets his arm stuck in the helmet and i think there's some Forced, weird yeah. shit that goes off that forces his neck in a weird way and that's and a potentially sort of what's caused it but but the thing about this is even if he gets over the concussion he looks really uncomfortable for probably two quarters before it happened yeah, he's not moving well yeah he's not moving well, well. Uh, when i doesn't that was, look when i first watched same. it it when he got up and it was like his legs he wasn't standing up properly i assumed it was the same thing like because he'd been struggling with that foot injury yeah i thought oh as he aggravated that that was my first reaction because there wasn't not, there wasn't an obvious hit, and then you then you sort of look at his eyes and there's yeah. nothing there you know that's this is that, that looks horrible I think that there's there's going to be an awful lot made of this, uh, like as we go through the week. There's already reports have started to come out how he's made. He's like there's apparently like chances that he might be practicing tomorrow. Um, I think if this wasn't going into the AFC Championship game, there's not a chance that he would play. I think because it's the AFC Championship game, I think we're going to get a, re- a serious indication as to how how serious the NFL takes these kind of injuries. Um, and I, I'm, I think it's, I'm 99% certain that Mahomes will play. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where as <laughs> from a Bills fan perspective, are you thinking, well, Henny gives us a good shot to win it, but Mahomes, if he's still foggy and can't focus and can't concentrate, that's not a oh, terrible as as you start option either. Like that, you've lost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no, I would. I'd much rather Mahomes wasn't there. Let's be honest. I think anyone who says that they would, that they, that they'd think that he, he's if he is is questionable. I mean, I think if Chenny, if Henny's playing, we're favourites. Chenny, Chenny. If Henny's playing, we're favourites. Can we call? Can we call in Chenny yeah. from now until the end of this pod? This end if, of um, when we do this podcast, ever. I think he's Chenny. That's it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think if Mahomes is on the field, you've got to think he's like he's capable. It's the question is he'll probably be fine because at the end of the day it's Pat Mahomes. It's whether it's more the question of what his long term health benefits will be if he's playing with that kind of injury. Probably not in the moment. I'm sure they can give him some kind of medication to help him clear the fog for 60 minutes. But it's what kind of further implications, and that's what the protocol is designed to stop. And 
I guess it, it depends if the NFL gets any say in it. Depends if the the Chiefs yeah, get these, any say these, in it. Aren't these aren't they meant to be independent doctors? I'm sure they're it? meant. I'm sure they're meant to be Adam, but it's the AFC Championship game and it's the NFL and it's the NFL's yeah. biggest star. So there's going to be a lot of pressure applied to. Yeah, uh, I was going to say they're definitely going to be. Asked, are you sure? Are you sure he's not yeah. okay to play? Because you like, have a second look at that. As soon as you, as soon as he tried to stand up and couldn't. You you would think there's not a chance that he would be playing the following weekend. You've seen players get work like be so, far so, better coming off the field than that and be out for a month. Yeah. So Doctor Kansas, our independent doctor, you <laughs> yeah. you went and saw Patrick Mahomes, and you held three fingers up. How many fingers did he say he saw? Five. That's only two away. Yeah, that's close <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's good to go, Doctor Kansas. Thank you for yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Kansas, aka Randy Ede. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, this, I, it's, I mean, it's we're going to learn a lot from what happens I, about I the think NFL it'll come to, I think it will come to Wednesday and Thursday he'll be deemed to have passed protocol be okay and he'll be fine and he'll play I think I've played and I think he'll... concussion and I 100% recommend it like, I did score a header, but it's still 100% not well, recommended. There's other there's other NFL players that have spoken about when they've suffered similar injuries, and they they have to sit in a dark room for the following week because the room just spins the entire time if they try and open their eyes. So if he's suffering anything like that, there's no way he can he can prepare, he can be available to perform at his best. But you know, strange things happen. Ronaldo came out to play in a World Cup final because it was the World Cup final, despite the fact that he had a fit the night before. Stupid yeah. things happen in big games. Yeah. And uh, I can see that type of thing happening again. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is you, you've got a weird situation with Kansas City where obviously they're hoping that Mahomes can make it. They want to get him practicing as much as possible so that he starts to feel comfortable again. But if you then get to Saturday... Friday, Saturday, whenever it is that they have to do those final assessments and they're suddenly told, nope, it's not happening and the NFL actually decides to stick to its guns on that, then Henny isn't as prepared. It's that no. weird balance where you, well, you they'll, need to they'll get Henny as prepared as possible. They'll have to be aware of that and I'm sure they will be. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not like throwing Henny into the game halfway through. They'll, they'll realise there's a chance. What what might be in their minds is the fact there's two weeks between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So rather than just another week, there's that additional potential recovery time. So they, they might roll the dice a bit more. Also for the fact that they, they probably know deep down that they, they can't beat Buffalo with Chad Henney. Because I don't think they can. I mean, if we... If we can't beat Chad Henney, we don't deserve to go to a Super Bowl, quite frankly. <laughs> That's true. Um, and so... Sorry, Chenny. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, if Chenny's there, it's a great chance for us. If Mahomes is there, I still, in all honesty, I still think we can win um, because I think we're playing well enough to give anybody a game. And, you know, bring it on. Go, Bills. Come on! <laughs> well, let's... let's uh, we're going to give the NFC... We're going to shortchange the NFC, I think, on this podcast this week. But it. I, I don't have it up to this that. season. It's been the worst conference all year. This week is no exception. Rich, who who wins in Arrowhead? Oh, in fact, we need to do this both scenarios. Um, yeah. So answer for both. I was going to say if Henny is in, Bills win. And I've been tossing a coin in my head over. And the, the reason why I'm not sure that the Chiefs have got enough is not 
is not anything to do with the uh with the with the the concussion it's more to do with the fact that he looks very very lacking in mobility and seems to really be struggling with his throwing motion like overthrowing receivers and that kind of things and i don't think that lower leg injury is going away so i think i think bills take it okay pat what do you think uh bills by a lot or bills by a little uh, <laughs> love this guys yes um, I think if I think if Mahomes isn't playing, we win. I think if Mahomes is playing, Bills win. <laughs> I'm, I I, uh, I can see. Yeah, Chad Chad Henney plays the Bills win. Um, I think we 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 were always going to be unanimous about that. Um, if Mahomes plays, I I see what you're saying, Rich, about the injury and it. A fully fit Patrick Mahomes against the Buffalo Bills, it's a Chiefs win. But yeah. I don't know if you're going to see that. I mean, they've still got, the, you know, they've still got Travis Kelsey and they've still got Tyreek Hill. So let's not pretend that they're not <laughs> still like, yeah, they've I, still got some amazing weapons there. But the one of the key things about this also is that um, when we played them earlier on in the season, defensively, Actually, we managed to stop them throwing the ball quite well. They beat us on the ground. It was Edwards Alaire that ran for about 180 yards, and he's not likely to be playing either. So I think it gives us a great chance. But it, yeah, a lot depends on if Patty Boy's in the game or not. I can't wait for this either way. <sighs> and the ideal scenario is obviously for the Bills to lose a Super Bowl. So that's that's what we have to. That's no, 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 no. Low blow. That's just not oh, nice, is it? Oh. That's not nice. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants your opinion on that. <laughs> well, we do want your opinion on who's going to win it. Um, I, on, on balance, I have to say the Bills as well. Just, just, but just because there's there's so much doubt with KC, even if Mahomes plays and even if he's mostly functioning, there's their preparations going to be blighted by this all week it's going to be a distraction it's yeah I'm, this is we're, they've got we're a couple of injuries bandwagon on mark i think they've got a couple of injuries on the d-line as well which doesn't help them um so yeah, yeah I think josh, josh allen's gonna score points yeah i, th- I think he will yeah uh, i think he can um yeah i mean oh, come on we <laughs> <laughs> cursed you mark i'm so sorry <laughs> All right, let's try and work out who the Bills are going to play in the Super Bowl then. How does that sound? Love, um, oh, my God. I can't feel, be... you know, it feels so weird being a game away from a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, not even in my wildest dreams did I think we would be in this position. Can I suggest that for the Green Bay Rams game, we do a one-sentence review? Because it's really not worth more than that. All right, who's going to... Uh, well, don't, it, can it not be me because I didn't watch a single second of this because I was asleep in preparation for the Bills game? So I, I, I watched that the entire someone's... thing. Can it not be me either? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. Well, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. Jared, Pat, you're, you're rubbish. You're the, How's about Pat, that? You're the most articulate of the four of us. Um, give us give us one sentence for the Rams and Packers. Uh, Green Bay won comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> It's You've accurate. lifted that from my notes, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'll get, at the risk of elaborating slightly, um, I don't think the Rams were as terrible as we were all expecting. And, and actually, they, they hung with the Packers 
for some, for some of that. There was there was one Aaron Rodgers play action pass for about fifty eight. Suddenly a fifty eight yard touchdown. I think I think it was Lazard, or it might have been them yeah. Dallas Scantling. It was Lazard. Thank you. Um, and uh, just a beautifully sold play action. Um, and it just when the game was slightly in the balance, Aaron Rodgers just steps up. as like, no, not having it. There you go. Take that. And that that just stamp their authority on the game and they're yeah a much better team on almost every level so that's more sentences than it probably <laughs> deserves the Packers are going to host the NFC championship game a game that wants a lot more discussion though the Bucks versus the Saints and turnovers the difference between the two teams as it turned out um Drew Brees well he's, he's going to retire this is official well, yeah, but it seems like all indications are this. This felt like one game too many for him. Yeah, can I point out that Jameis Winston in this game has a perfect quarterback rating, and that's why quarterback ratings are stupid. <laughs> quarterback ratings are oh, so so stupid on so many levels. The fact that they there's a maximum that can be achieved from one play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also that that maximum has a decimal point. Yeah. It just seems ridiculous. Any, anyway, we shouldn't talk much about that because there's so much else to talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, I just thought it was stupid. Should we get stupid. back to um, what's reviewable um, instead? <laughs> yeah, um, Jay, that was a great that was a great play, and I love the fact that it was basically the same play that Chicago tried against them the week before, and um, oh, what's his name dropped Wims. it in the end zone. Thanks, um, yeah. and. New Orleans sort of looked at that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Let's uh, let's not only run that with Drew. No, we'll run that with Jameis Winston. Yeah, because yeah, he's got the arm for it. And uh, and that is... was that one play will have been worth uh, Jameis getting his his eyes LASIKed during the offseason. <laughs> it, it says everything you need to know about Drew Brees that on one play from Jameis Winston, one throw that he had in the game, he accounted for over a third of the passing yards that the Saints managed. Yeah, I mean, let's not praise Winston too much. I <laughs> made that throw, Rich, with how open the receiver was. Oh, yeah. um, it's play design, of course. Yeah, but you know, it, it's more it of a, was it's more, more of a play design, not that, execution. Correct, but it also you know it goes to something that Drew Brees can only manage 134 yards in the rest of the game. Um, I actually think both of these teams look really scrappy throughout most of it. It was not; it didn't really flow at any stage. Um, defense. Well, actually, a couple of good defensive performances. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. The D's were they? They were the defense was definitely better. Um, but yeah, the Saints. I was really disappointed in them. Um, it, like I said, it just looked like one game too many for Drew Brees. And fair play to them for trying to trying to do it for him. But you could tell that. Um, Michael Thomas is injured um, and I think is off for some surgeries now he said and he normally would have had them but he wanted to try and get another Super Bowl for Drew Brees um, yeah I just think that they were they were really disappointing I did think that like you say pass defence was really impressive here because Evans and Thomas were both locked up and yeah Thomas is injured but he's still a top receiver and he's still and he's still a hard man to mark yeah um, did okay but, in this game. Zero, zero catches. But oh, he was only oh, targeted Mike, four times. Apparently. 
Right. But uh, Evans against Lattimore was one of my favourite things coming out of this game. So yeah. pass breakup by Lattimore on that Evans deep ball was absolutely brilliant. His positioning and the, the timing of getting his hand in there was unbelievable because any earlier, that's a massive PI call right there. The Saints like pass coverage much. just looked like that that was what's probably stopped Tampa putting up a lot of points here. Um and, and our friend Gardner Johnson, uh, who yeah. is just a complete shit house, but he's, <laughs> he's he's a pretty good player. Yeah, he does seem to get under people's skins, doesn't he? <laughs> Which is always fun to watch when it's not your team playing against them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple of bit like Devin White looked incredible in this game. The Bucks have got a couple of um, of picks that they've had in the last couple of years with people like Devin White that are really starting to come good now, and you can see why that D is as strong as it is, um, and was clearly far too much for Drew Brees on the day. I think the one or two of them were unlucky though. There, there was a, a Jared Cook tip pass, and you know, it, it, oh, it wasn't Cook. their day. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that's not on Drew Brees. No. No, it's not. You know, it, it, well, there's there's the only one that I really think is on him is the second turnover, so the first interception, where I'm really still not even sure what he's looking at when he yeah. throws that ball. That that's the one that's, but even then, that's not a killer at that point because that's early-ish in the game, and they're still at you know level at twenty at, at one point later on. It's just one of those moments where you just it, it's a real weird one for him. And then the the throw to Kamara that is that just looks like a miscommunication more than anything. Yeah, I think the um, the Saints were definitely hurt by losing Deontay Harris as early as they did as well, yes. when, especially yes. when he had the big run back right right from the start, and then the second punt return that went for a touchdown with the stupid block in the back, which would have been you know that more good. Does my head in that? Kind does of my head in? Yeah, and and it's one of those that half game, the time it doesn't get, or not even half the time, like three quarters of the time that doesn't even get spotted. And that's I don't think that one should have been either because that was like a, it was barely a push in the back. It wasn't like he hit him. Yeah, it was it's just it's hit. stupid though. You've got you've got to, just don't touch someone's back. You it's must hard. know that that's you, you do that whether whether you think it's going to make an impact or not. Yeah, there's arguably there's, there's probably an official that's going to see what you're doing. And to, lo- to lose him, and he was obviously looking dangerous on special plays, but the week before, he was their main receiving weapon as well. And for him to suddenly not be there clearly hurt Breeze a lot. And, yeah, it's knocked a lot of what their game plan was in the passing game, I think. Yeah, I, I think personally it's the Jared Cook fumble that kills them on this. <laughs> That's all because because, yeah. because you're, you're marching down the field, you're looking pretty good. This is the play that allows you to get 27-13 ahead. And... It's a stupid, stupid play. Jared Cook, it, it has the ball in one hand, doesn't, he, you can see him start to go for that cover up the ball as it gets punched out. And it, it's totally unnecessary. And if he manages, if he, if he covers that up, that's a great first down play. Jared Cook being frustrating fans <laughs> of NFL teams since 20, whatever, where he was. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's several of those. Uh, yeah, the, the Saints started really well. I mean, they 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 must. It's it's just nothing went their way from about the second quarter, did it? And it, um, turnovers kill you, unfortunately. We did. I can't remember whether it was last week or the week before, but we definitely predicted that the Saints would go out of the playoffs in a very Saintsy way that would allow their team, their fans, to complain <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks after the end of the season about it. And this is it. This is that game. 
<laughs> Fun, ironically, I think I said I hoped it would be a Taysom Hill fumble that went through the end zone for a touchback. <laughs> um, wrong game, but right prediction. Yeah, Taysom Hill was inactive. Um, I didn't miss Taysom Hill. I don't know anyone else. Uh, was, I, I was I was all right with him not being there. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that. I was busy enjoying Sean the Magician Murphy Bunting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, where where do the Saints? Well, this probably is an off-season discussion. But where do the Saints go from here? If Drew Brees going off into the sunset, Deshaun Watson. In- yeah, if they got Ooh. any sense. That's an interesting one because they, yeah, they're probably one of the teams that could just completely. Uh, it sounds like he might be going to Miami as the the latest I'd heard on that one. Well, that's, but, that's weird though, isn't it? Why? I mean. With, with Tua going the other way, which yeah, it's just got to feel pretty sorry for Tua, <laughs> just yeah. getting launched into that mess. Yeah, the new Josh Rosen. Oh. Yes, knowing the knowing the Texans is probably a straight swap with no other picks involved. Yeah. Or anything. You sure you don't want your first round pick back that you gave us? No, 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 that's fine. Just to play it. <laughs> I mean, I I really hope that Watson goes to an NFC team, um, but any out of the AFC South would do. Um, yeah. Uh, but they're they every, the every team other than, you know, unless they've got an elite QB already, they've been linked with Deshaun Watson. And even if they have, they have so many rumours about it, it's pretty clear he wants out of there. Yeah. Um, uh, along with JJ Watt and probably anyone else of any note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've clearly still got a very good head coach. They've got some very, very good weapons. And Alvin Kamara, um, they've got one of the league's best running backs. They've got a stellar D. All their coordinators, I think, on the whole, are staying put. Um, the piece that is missing and arguably has held them back for this season is Drew Brees. So it, it depends what they do. If they give it to Jameis, then fair enough. I can't believe that they're going to give it to Taysom Hill. No. I, I just can't believe that. There was, there's that clip that you see at the end of um, of Drew Brees saying to, James, to, saying to Jameis, this is your team now. Um, so who knows if that's an indicator, but you think that they're either in the market, you, they're not going to be able to draft anyone, you wouldn't think, given where they've got to in the playoffs. They're certainly not going to be able to get one of the big names unless they trade the house for somebody. Um, so it's either free agency, a big trade for Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston. Winston, like, why didn't they start him when Breeze was out? No, if, that, if they believed in him, what yeah. is that? That's, they were bored. I, I think it was I... just him being bored. <laughs> I think I honestly think they've decided with Jameis that they wanted him to have a year, like a full year sitting and learning in that system to see whether they thought he was ready to go longer term. And I wouldn't be, I don't necessarily think he is the right choice there, but I genuinely wouldn't be surprised to see him starting week one next year. And if, and if not, if they are thinking about trading for someone, he's not a bad bargaining chip to say to the Texans how about we give you, you know, a couple of first rounders and Jameis so they don't necessarily even need to go and find someone themselves. Isn't he on a one year deal? Oh, I, well, potentially. I'm not sure. Possibly. But uh, yeah, they could keep him if they wanted to. I, no Either doubt. way, I, th- I think if they offer him a deal, he stays and plays there. I, th- I think you've seen him for a year. You know what you have with him. You've seen him in training. You understand whether you trust the guy now or not, at least for the next season or two. Yeah, and unless, unless this is still the guy who had the most passing yards in the NFL last season, right? So he, and he can he had, see he had, now. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to sprint anymore. <laughs> he had a lot of interceptions, granted, but he um, 
he can chuck, he can certainly throw the ball. So I don't know. I think they, there's a lot worse quarterbacks out there. One thing I will say about Taysom Hill is that it was entirely unsurprising to discover that he doesn't know how to wear a mask. He was full on dick nosing. <laughs> All right, NFC Championship game: Bucks at Packers. Um, let's do. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's mouth watering, isn't it? I only because of how long this podcast is going and the fact that I like to touch on a couple of head coaching hires um let's let's just let's just predict this one um big if mark if you weren't here talking about the bills for half an hour we could chat about this a bit longer but <laughs> fuck, fuck that go bills <laughs> um i told you right, it was mark, gonna be mark, and i fully intended to be so so if you don't like the bills i don't care listen to something else <laughs> yeah you know what you're gonna get from us don't you yeah um, ne- next uh, week, next week, if the Bills win, is just going to be the Mark Salem podcast. The rest 100%. of us won't be here. Yeah, it, it's just going to be. Uh, so, Mark, tell us about the game, and that'll be it for an hour and a half. <laughs> if you don't Salem like the Bills, you stop listening forty minutes ago. So that's fine. <laughs> and also, fuck you if you don't. Like <laughs> Mark, Bucks Packers, talk about that. How's that going to go? I said going into it that I think the Bucks were going to um, be the team that came out of the NFC. Um, I've kind of changed my mind based on this performance, based on going into Lambeau, based on how Rodgers is playing. I just can't see anyone anyone stopping the Packers. So, I, yeah, I think it's going to be the Pack. All right, Pat, how do you see it? I think the Buccaneers will take it with an assist from the Rams for rolling over and uh, <laughs> the Packers into a false sense of security last week. Okay, Rich? Yeah, I think it's really tight. I, I, I don't agree with Mark that you can knock down the Bucks too much based on this performance because the Saints' defence is just immense this year. Um, for me, it's so tight that I think home field advantage. So I'm going to go Packers. I I don't think the Bucks played that badly in truth. It was a bit scrappy. Um, but as you say, they're up against a, a decent defense. Um I think that I think the venue tips it, as you say. Um I, I'm not I'm not I don't not buying into well, unless it's a snow game like the Packers Titans game was. Snow game! Um which by all account and the forecast the forecast in Green Bay is never great at this time of year, but that could happen. But Cut one will be livid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. Um, even more, even more reason to cheer. No, um, the Bucks. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. He's done all right in a few snow games in the playoffs in the past. That's that's not going to be the reason that they they lose. But I, I, I see the Packers taking it. I think the I think the Bucks are playing. You know, they're clearly playing okay. I just think the Pack Packers are playing better. And um, Rogers, Devontae Adams, they're looking unstoppable at the moment. I think their D is is sneaky, all right as well, especially in the secondary. Jair, Jair, Jair Alexander, Alexander is brilliant. Looks so, looked so, so good, so good. He's you just can't throw at him. Yeah, and I I just think that they're just going to have too much. All right, Packers Bills Super Bowl. It is. Oh man, you heard it here. <laughs> Um, before we get into any other business, um, Pat, Urban Meyer, discuss. Yeah, it's exciting times. So, you know, two college championships with various teams and um, 
some years off with uh, ill health and questions about whether he'd ever coach again. Um, turns out he will coach again and he'll coach again in the NFL for the very first time. There's some trepidation among a minority of Jags fans, but the majority of Jags fans are very excited to uh, see him uh, join us, not least because he's already had success with colleges in Florida. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 get to it. I think he's got a history of being good with young new quarterbacks, and that's what we'll have. So that's a bonus. And, uh, yeah, it looks like he's talked about building an elite staff around him He's going to be more around the game planning than the actual play calling. He'll leave that to the the dedicated um, offensive and defensive coordinators. So he knows what he wants in terms of the structure he's trying to build around him. And that's already well underway. So I think we look like we're going to be a much more together with a plan team than we ever have been before in, in certainly the recent past. So that only bodes well for us. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I quite, I quite like it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it feels like a positive hire, uh, just as a, just as a general instinct. I, mean, I don't know, I don't watch enough college to really know, but just as a, um, it, it looks like a forward-thinking sort of hire rather than let's go for someone that we know deep down's probably shit, but might. Adam Gase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've definitely um, gone the opposite of the football equivalent of picking a Sam Allardyce, haven't they? This is absolutely, yeah. It feels nice, and like it must be exciting for Urban Meyer. They're going to get the nice shiny toy straight out of college as well. Um, it, I think if you're a Jags fan, you're really positive about this. Yeah, I yep. think yeah. you should be. Um, Craig's not here. Um, Rich, yeah, give us, tell us about <laughs> Salah. Most uh, Luke, Luke Shaw's still still got him in his pocket. All right, all right. <laughs> um. I, I think it's a great hire. Uh, I, a lot of Niner fans, Niner Twitter is almost universal in being sad to see him leave. Uh, I think he he certainly has a lot of positive things being said about him and his leadership. Uh, you guess you never know when a guy's relatively young goes from a DC position to a head coaching role. It's always a bit of a gamble. You never know quite what you're getting. Uh, but I do think the fact that he's brought... Um, uh, the other Lafleur with him to be his his uh, offensive coordinator should be a very decent pairing who have worked together for what four years now with the Niners. I think it's a good hire. I, I'm interested to see what he does there. They've got talent in the building and will have more talent in the building very shortly. So yeah, I think it's a good spot for him, and hopefully he's a good hire for them. I had the impression from Craig that he wanted a more offensive hire. I don't mean like Adam Gase or just <laughs> obnoxious. I'm, you know, um, but yeah. So we have, we'll well we'll hear from him when he's next on. Hopefully next week. Um, I Mark, think I think he'll be per- I think he'll be happy once Lafleur gets his hands on the offense. He's been very good. Yeah, yeah. the Niners. Okay. So I, I don't think it's going to be a defense first team in terms of the overall way they go about it. Okay, um, I haven't warned you about this at all, Mark. I'm going to throw the Chargers and Brandon Staley to you. I'm delighted with this high because it means they haven't gone for Brian Dable, um, who, <laughs> who was the favourite. Um, there the, are a few the, positions still to be filled, though. Yeah, so. the, the rumour is that they they offered it to Dable, but they wanted him to say yes immediately, um, and he wouldn't commit to it. So they went with um, Staley before the hand, and... 
I mean, he's he's a good offensive coordinator. I think he'll do well. He's clearly used to the field because they share it. Um, so he's, he doesn't have to move or anything. This is, this so that's is analysis. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that you called him offensive coordinator as well. Yeah, it's um, I, I, it feels it feels to me like a decent a decent hire for them. Um, and but I'm to be honest, I'm more just pleased that they didn't go for Dable. I, I think it's a gamble just based on the fact that he's only been at the Rams for a year. Yeah, that does feel well, like more of a gamble than some of the other. Um, uh, team hiring. Well, that br- that brings me into the Falcons hire and Arthur Smith. So, I think I, I, I it could potentially be a great hire. Uh, my only reservation is that just the speed of his rise. Um, he's been a coordinator for two years um, and you know, tight ends coach. Before that, he's spent a lot of time within the Titans organization. They've promoted from within, which is which is great. He's he's done he's done a great job, but. It's, and I think, yeah, he's, as a Titans fan, I'm sorry to see him go, but that was inevitable. Um, it's, the knock is always, and it's not his fault, but, oh, it is, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, well, it's pretty easy to call plays when you've got Derek Henry. Yeah, there's that argument. So we'll see. I think um, he's he seems a really good guy he's with players, always say nice stuff about him and I don't, I don't just think that's because of he's their coordinator and they have to you just have the impression that you know AJ Brown for example um, and if you think to say you know he's, he's going to be great in Atlanta and he, he probably will be um, and yeah I'd be quite I'd be quite excited if I'm a relatively inexperienced offensive coordinator who's done well gets a head coach opportunity atlanta would seem a really good place to go to me yeah. with the the, we- the weapons that they've got the the personnel they've got so um yeah i think i think it, it feels like a positive hire um whether it's a year or two too early it might not matter he might just hit the ground running yeah do you think there's any do you think it's um the fact that the last two places that haven't filled their positions yet are the two most toxic environments or two of the <laughs> most toxic environments of the NFL is, um, do you think there's any, like, it, it seems apparently that Dable has ruled himself out, for example, of going for the Philly job and th- they asked for an interview and he didn't want one. So <laughs> who would you want to go there to the, to Houston and Philadelphia? They interviewed Josh Daniels, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, Philly. I think I think the Texans is probably the better of the two to end up in just, just based on that. Especially if you're about to give away your quarterback. I'm not so sure it is. No, I, th- I think yeah. I think there's possibly issues at the ownership level, but having brought in a new GM who you work alongside rather rather than you know that you don't have leftovers from the previous um previous uh, era there. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a clean slate at least, and no one's going to give you shit if you don't win for the first two years at least. <laughs> yeah. Who knows it well? Philadelphia fans will. Well, exactly <laughs> yeah. right. All right. <laughs> That's can the thing. someone? I think Philly's can, awful. Can someone just verify that I haven't missed a head coaching hire with all this? Which you is haven't because it was on the hoof. You haven't, but I do have one more thing to say, which is uh, after Seattle fired their offensive coordinator, there's rumours that Gates is going there. I'm so happy. <laughs> I also love the fact that if that happens, that it'll be Jamal Adams back with Adam Gates, admittedly on the other side of the ball, but I just love the fact that they'll be back in the same building. 
<laughs> That'll be an argument somewhere. It's well, so good. Be so good. Jace can't... will get another job. I know. He will. He will. Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not filled. I mean, yeah. Are they going to get coordinators, coordinators this year? that have, have vacancies in Tennessee at the minute. So who knows? Oh. Um, oh, I don't. I don't know how I would. I don't know what I would know. No, stop it. Right. <laughs> uh, any other business? It might have to be a one sentence. Any other business? Um, that is unrealistic. I know, but um, Rich. I like my new mattress done. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good. Mark, any other business? Um, yeah, just a real quick one. Um, I'm going to shout out someone on this pod just because there's there's not much to do at the minute, really, other than work and um, stay at home. But I've been running a lot more recently. And the thing that's been getting me through my runs recently has been that I might not be wrong. Podcast featuring oh. uh, Rich Noonan of this parish and um, and his co-host Henry Sam. And it's brilliant because it's a lot of the music they cover is music that I really like. And it's nice in so much that when you listen to it, it takes you back to that time when you listen to that album loads. And it reminds me of that time in my life, which was far better than it is now because we weren't during a pandemic then. And it's introduced me to a lot of other bands that I haven't listened to a lot of. And I've got into a lot of good music that way as well. So if you're into music in any way, definitely go and listen to it, especially when you're out on a run, because it makes the time go far faster. You know, last time someone brought up that podcast in AOB, there was a full-on shitstorm the next day on, on WhatsApp. I'm pretty sure we've all been on the podcast as well, haven't we? Well, any, anyone this is the any thing. Note. Anyone that matters has been on, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Russ is going to be on. Hey! Is he? We've got, we've got him on for an episode. <laughs> you'll have you'll have to listen and find out I, I how much russ will. loves aqua <laughs> it's um, a lot this is going well <laughs> pat any other business i had two things to quickly shout out um i've been listening to a sort of fictional story podcast called uh jump point and that's by a comedy author i really like called noah bennett who i met through being a fellow jags fan um, but it's intriguing so far. Um, I'll link it in the Twitter after this. And yeah, I, I give it a try. I think it's going to go some interesting places. I'm still not quite sure what, whether it's a dark comedy or like a sci-fi or a relationship drama sort of thing. But what I do know is that everything the guy's written before has been excellent. So I've no doubt this is going to continue, um, continue that trend. Um, the other thing to quickly mention is, you might remember a few pods back, I recommended a series from Tom Grossi Comedy, which was um, kind of reviewing NFC East or um, uh, AFC what? South sort of stuff. Is it, it seems to be NFC East and AFC East almost yes. exclusively. Is that? I don't know if there's a reason for that. Um, so it, it kind mm. of started as a sketch of a Jets fan and a Giants fan and them bullying their Buffalo Bills brother. Um, and it built from there out to cover those full two divisions with a character for each. That's a lot like um, this podcast. Each team. <laughs> but the thing is, um, it kind of came to an end um, and he stitched the entire thing together into one three and a half hour video, which is tremendous. And really, <laughs> you find stuff that's built up in there that you didn't notice when you were watching them like six weeks apart or whatever the, the the speed they were coming out at. so yeah recommend that because it's a great watch and you get more out of it from uh, putting it all together in one than you would having watched it serial wise i think okay 
Okay, Ooh. there we go. I did have a look after you mentioned it before. That was back in the Adams following through phase. <laughs> um, you mean you haven't followed through for a while? <laughs> I might have to again, the sound of that. Um, I was going to mention India winning a test match at the Gabba, um, which was incredibly enjoyable, mostly because Tim Payne spent the entire previous test sledging them saying, I bet you can't wait to the Gabba because Australia hadn't lost at the Gabba in 30-odd years, and they have. Um, <laughs> but slightly more amusingly, and with a bit of brevity in mind, um, I saw these tweets from Leamington FC this evening, and Leamington are playing Kettering in a league of football that's even lower than Stevenage. Um, but Shade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm that sorry. Was a, that was, that was absolutely a sly unnecessary. Dig, that wasn't it. No need for that. <laughs> I didn't even really want to on me. <laughs> um, so Leamington FC's Twitter feed, and we all know what um, Twitter fit sort of sports teams Twitter feeds are like. And a football match, they will tweet live tweet um, events that occur in a game. Um, from 1956, this evening, 11 minutes in, Kettering's captain. This is from Leamington's Twitter feed. I should remind you. Kettering's captain, McGrath, sent off for hitting the ref and bad language, has absolutely lost it. 1-0, hashtag Ketles. <laughs> um, and then shortly afterwards, the home, in a thread below that tweet from Leamington FC, the home changing room door has just taken a beating as well. We can hear it on the other side of the ground. Wow, never seen anything like that before. And I don't really know what to say. Never seen anything like that before. Phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) Just love to be there, but I don't suppose anyone is. It must be great fun being the the social media manager for clubs like that when they they get like carte blanche to do what they like. I think that must be good fun. (laughs) I've been enjoying at Stevenage at the moment is um, the co commentator on the local radio is also the guy who does the in-stadium announcements. So you can hear him scuttle off, announce the substitutions <laughs> over the tannoy, and then scuttle back and uh, get back on the radio. Double, double his paycheck, good lad. Yeah, well, I bet he's no quite I think both of them are free. So... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, dear me. <laughs> um, thank you, by the way, to Greg Kett for sharing that one with me, who also... Um, have a look on his Twitter for the little clip of Tom Brady going to high-five his teammate and um, it not being reciprocated. Oh, and yeah. his teammate, of course, dressed in, in black and white. It's great. Um, oh, are we done yet? <laughs> the bills aren't, mate. <laughs> we... Yeah, we, are, we have all called it. The bills, are, the bills are going to the Super Bowl to play the Packers. You don't need to watch the games because we've told you what's going to happen. Um, we'll, yeah, do watch the games though because I think they'll be brilliant. Um, eight eight p.m. The Bucks Packers is first, and then I think the Bills Chiefs is later on. Um, so you've got the graveyard shift again, Mark. But it'll be worth staying up for. Um, enjoy them. Um, we'll meet up again next week to talk about them. And there'll be a Craig quiz coming up. So brace yourselves for that. <laughs> Good luck. Um, that'll be good. It won't be well researched, but it'll be good fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in the yeah. In the meantime, enjoy Sunday. Um, I hope you're all good. Keep listening. And we'll catch you soon. Bye for now.
Cheers. Okay, Bills. completely forget to mention the fact that he was coming on i might be wrong and then thought and then panicked and flapped and then went oh no it's fine because i'll wait until he's actually been on and then thank you for being on and then you brought it up anyway so it's perfect hey, there you go. Thanks, thanks for that by the way 